Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mariah podcast. I am Shady Baby, otherwise known as Jack, and I'm here with the lovely... Candy Chick, you never be too sweet. And I am Diva, who has plenty to say this episode, honey. Ain't that right? Well, we have been blessed with a lot of anniversaries in the last few weeks alone, but... I just want to make a quick reference to our last podcast, which was with the lovely, delightful, needs no introduction, Michaela Angela Davis. And we spoke all about the memoir and the anniversary that it was last week. And if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend you go do that because it was a blast. We had a great time and we talked about a lot of interesting stuff that's coming up towards the later of the year. However, seeing about it was an anniversary for the memoir this week as is a very very popular album amongst the Mariah podcast group we're going to talk all about the anniversary of memoirs of an imperfect angel and i don't need to talk too much about it as i can see diva is on the edge of his seat he is ready to spill candy is there i can see she's ready to go deep so i'm gonna lead straight into diva because i can tell he is ready to spill i have been waiting forever for this episode um as we all know, Memoirs is my absolute favorite Mariah album. I can't even know what to say about this album. Like, there's just, for me, it has always been, I think, some of her best writing as far as, you know, not counting those um, era albums, as I like to call them, like the the debut and Butterfly and um, Emancipation and Caution, like, with the exception of those albums, I feel like Memoirs was such brilliant writing. And I feel like it. we got to see a side of Mariah in some of those songs. Like I know when she was talking about the album, she said that some of those songs or all of those songs are like snapshots uh, of a moment in time or a story um, from like her friends or people she knows. But even so, I feel like some of the writing was kind of angry or more hard so I felt like that was a side of her we really hadn't seen I mean other than like when she did songs on other albums like Clown you know where she or uh, I was gonna say Obsessed but Obsessed is from that album like where she's kind of being like in a fun way doing it but I feel like even like Bet You Gonna Know which is my favorite track from the album um, I felt like she was very angry in that song and I liked it and I felt like it was a, a different vibe from her what do you think, Candy? Well, I think about vibe-wise, I think you're correct. Um, because the previous albums, what, Equals MC Squared and Emancipation um, of Mimi, they were more Mariah, but they were more, how can I say? Like, she was letting, she was relaxing. Commercial? Well, I wouldn't say commercial. I'll say more she's just, you know, just saying, okay, I'm building myself up. But now, with memoirs, it's like, yeah. I don't care. Like I'm, I, I'm done caring. This is, this is just. I'm just gonna let everything out because obviously we know that she was going through something very personal during that time during the roast writing process, and that obviously came out in the album. And the, when you said that um, she was writing stories for her friends and stuff, I think that was probably more of a coping mechanism, but it worked so well because she could channel her anger, anger through her friends and mm-hmm. make bangers. Like, I I see memoirs as just an album of bangers. 
like you can bop to every single track exactly and then when you get to language you're like oh oh shoot like oh mariah oh when i first heard languishing i was on facebook and i'm i was just going through um you know mariah um groups and stuff and then languishing was there and I started playing it, and this is before I like, did the whole back catalogue. So I hadn't heard the Emotion album. I haven't heard Music Box album. Um, but I was just listening to it. I was like, oh, shoot, this this must be an old song. So let me not listen to it, because I just want to hear the f- albums in completion without listening to random songs. But uh, then I got Memoirs and Perfect Angel, and I saw that it was the same song. I was like, hold on. This is 90s, Mariah. Like, I felt 90s vibe when I first heard that song. Like, vocals the emotions behind it like wow exactly i you know i just want to point out real quick um jack you said something a minute ago when when candy was talking about um emancipation yeah commercial um that while i don't think mariah specifically makes albums to be commercial like i don't think she sits down and writes an album and says this one has to be full of number ones and this one has to be made for radio. I do think that Emancipation and E equals MC squared though, I think we're full of commercially acceptable songs. Like I think every song on Emancipation and every song on E equals MC squared, whether it hit number one, didn't hit number one, whether the masses would like the song or not. I feel like every one of those songs at the time of it being released was a song you could hear on the radio. Like, you know, sometimes when somebody releases an album, even Mariah, like, for instance, like when she released, I don't know, Daydream, you know, there are some songs on Daydream that I would never be able, that I would never listen to and say, oh yeah, I could hear this on a top 40 radio or whatever, like I Am Free or Melt Away. Like I couldn't hear those on a radio, but I feel like every song from Emancipation and every song from Equals MC Squared, all of those songs I think could be played on a radio station at some point completely agree yeah maybe it was a thing you could say about the time it was made though like i, I was listening to equals empty squared the other day and i although i love the album a lot of the songs do borrow a lot of the same sounds i think as a very a, a very album of the time not that that's a bad thing but, let's... but i think i think you yeah you're right it's made it was made for it was more of a radio pop friendly album i think in the nicest of ways but still staying true to R&B as well. Yeah. But I I would just say real quick too, I know this is about memoirs, but I just want to make one more point about Emancipation <laughs> and Equals MC Squared. Sure. I do think maybe, <laughs> maybe she could have, and we could save this for the podcast of when we have the anniversary of Emancipation and Equals MC Squared, which I'm sure is in the next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're um, actually early early albums in the in the spring i think so we've got some time um but she was trying she was coming back from that whole glitter and charm bracelet moment in time so maybe maybe it was done intentionally that those albums were very commercial because she needed to get back into the game and and it worked because obviously like emancipation was considered one of the best music comebacks of all time so there's that i don't know i don't know i don't know because those songs were very different to what was playing on an air radio anyway. They weren't song when she was writing them in two thousand four, two thousand four music wasn't sounding like an emancipation of Mimi. However, with memoirs, I do believe that any song from memoirs could be played on a radio. Like oh, all absolutely. of them. 
Yeah, Even, absolutely. Yeah. So I feel like that was more of an album of the time, which why it I feel like it worked well, and I was hoping for a lot more. But you know the radio, the um, music companies, record labels don't know what they're doing with the second singles. Like, how do you put the corporate morgue? Corporate morgue. How the hell do you put what song was second? Was it H A T E U or was it I want to know what love is? What regardless, those both songs shouldn't have been singles. I don't know. They shouldn't have been singles. What? No, no, whole no. Album full of bops. You had a freaking bet you gone no. How do you not? Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm kind of glad that a lot of these songs and this album was more for the fans than it was for more for like commercial reasons. Nah, I and say songs that weren't fans. singles were kind of kept. No, I agree. <laughs> Fuck a fan, because you had an album full of bops and they weren't utilised appropriately. You had friggin' It's a Rap, she sung it live, it should have been a friggin' music video, should have been a single. You have Obsessed, which stormed the charts, platinum single, but then you want to friggin' release H-A-T-U and I Wanna Know What Love Is. Come on. I think that... Okay, so I've got my own theory behind this, and you guys can follow along with me and tell me what you think. Um, Obsessed came out, obviously, great song. The video was really amazing and innovative, and, you know, we had Mariah dressing like a man, if you will, and it was great. Then she releases I Want to Know What Love Is. Side note on that song, I think it's, for me, one of my favorite Mariah covers, um, that she's done. Um, I just love the, the, the song. I love the build up at the end. And I love like yes. that, that high note at the end. Like, I'm really? Sorry. I'm sorry. I don't agree. That no. high note at the end just gives me chills. And let's not forget, it was the longest running single in Brazil ever. weeks, right? Yes. So it did something. But I don't think that song should have been the second single. Now, do I think Hate You could have been the second single? It could have if they did it right. And follow me on this. Do you guys remember when they did, um, it was a promotional video for Vivo? Yep. Yep. And she was in the window. And Mariah, I don't fill me in. And Mariah was standing in this big window overlooking a city. And like, it was, she was like singing the first part of Hate You or like the high notes. And they kept showing like all these explosions over the city and like, it was just like this this promotional video for Vivo online for music videos. I think Hate You could have been a really good song, like a really good single rather, um, if they had played it more along the lines of doing a music video that was more of a story, kind of like an old school Michael Jackson video or Janet Jackson video where it was like a seven to 12 minute video that had a storyline. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I wish. I feel like it could because it's it's a story, like it, it's a story in itself, and how each letter stands for something. Like, I feel like they could have done something big with that, and they didn't. Instead, they had her in a bikini or whatever on a beach twirling around. Which again, we love every moment we can get of Mariah, but I'm like, really, guys, come on! Like we could have made that song. Like that song could have been big because it had that big feel. And the reason why I referenced that promo video, if you guys go Google it, look it up. Um, which I'm sure most of you have seen it. It ha- in that video, it has that big feeling. Am I right, Candy? 
Yeah, it does. It does. It had like a little mini build up, and then she walked to the window, and yeah, no, it, it was it was okay, and that should have kind of really been. In, I have to go watch that in the music video anyway. Um, I had a point. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, with I want to know what love is. See, I'm not a huge Mariah cover fan at all. I feel like all the covers she's done have been very very similar except from I'll Be There which I, I wouldn't really call a cover because it was more like it's a live video just like how she did Don't Play That Song For Me for Aretha Franklin I put them in the same category because they were more impromptu stuff they weren't a thought, a thought about single but every single cover she's done they've all been the same in my eyes Against All Odds One More Try I Want to Know What Love Is I'm missing any others out um, what was it? Open arms. Open arms. Without you. But if you listen to what you're saying, like no. listing the songs, I feel like, I don't know, she's a product of the 80s. Like that's when she grew up. And I feel like her doing those songs is like a nod to like her like, you know, younger childhood. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But they're yeah that, that, that song's of the time. They're all one. Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's, all, it's all that big. It's all that big power yeah, ballad, like she, 80s power ballad. She could do a different type I mean, of song from the 80s. And she hasn't. Apart from Just Be Good To Me. Well, she did. Once she again, did. Um, that would be an I'll, like, uh, I'll Be There, and it's a live song. Didn't She did Didn't Mean To Turn You On for Glitter, and she did Last Night A DJ Save My Life. So those are two different types of songs from the 80s. She did do Out Here On My Own, which is a another 80s power ballad. <laughs> Come on, and then Glitter is... A I see what you mean, though. Like, I, don't know, I feel like it's a formula that she's always used for her albums, though. Like, I'm going to do all new songs and one remake. But I oh, and the beautiful ones. Was... Okay, the beautiful one was different. But once again, another power back. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! <laughs> oh, my just, goodness. Just a, but just a I mean, of, I just I think that... So referencing back to when Candy was talking about languishing, which I think is probably one of my favorite interludes she's done on an album um well i love the fact that it's over two minutes and isn't like a 30 second thing um but how that song goes into i want to know what love is is probably one of my favorite parts of the album like i love how languishing ends when she holds that note and then it goes into i want to know what love is and then the piano starts like that for me I literally, like, I think the first time I heard it, like, my eyes might have filled up. I was so, like, I just... Very yeah. smart move. I, lo- I I love it in albums when they when one track segs into the next, but that was done very well. And even just as an interlude as well, and it went straight into the last song on the album. But also the other interlude on the album, um, Angel, oh, the, the prelude, sorry. Um, I love that one, too. I love how it's literally just a minute of high notes and her repeating angels cry over and over again <laughs> and just it, it's very like it reminds me of very um early mariah you know speaking to what candy had said i feel like the beginning of that reminds me of like butterfly like i feel like that's something she would have done on that album yeah i like how it's literally just her voice i think that is one thing i love most about mariah how she just makes the whole song her voice no words no instruments just her voice which I think is beautiful. Um, I love um, the impossible outro. Like, that is one of my faves. He just grew to that. Like, 
It's just mm-hmm. beautiful. And That's a Impossible, whole moment. <laughs> Impossible is one of my favorite songs. And we all know the inspiration behind it, but I don't care. Like, I'll just relate it to myself. That's actually one thing which I don't... I'm not happy that Mariah does this. I don't like that she always kind of leaves the lyrics open to interpretation because we all know what songs are about who, right? But it doesn't mean we don't love the songs that can't relate it to our lives. I think we can relate it more when she's thinking about a specific person. Can you hear what I'm saying? Absolutely. Agreed, yeah. I will say there is one track on the album that I do not like, and I know that shocks you both. <laughs> oh my God, this is news, what? Let me guess, there let me guess, let me guess. I... Is it... Vibben? No, 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 no. I don't, think, I don't think you'll guess it because you're thinking more along the lines of songs. I'm just talking about a track in itself. Um, Outro, but it's the, about, my Face? Yes. Yeah. I don't I get it. No, no, no. <laughs> it didn't really need to be there. I kind of like it, but I think it works just for Up Out My Face. I don't think it works for anything else. It just work, it works for the, um, the the music video and that's it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What, I like it in the music video, but not in, in the uh, on the album. Even though Up Out My Face, I think, is some of the most brilliantly written shade in, an, in, a, in a song ever. When she talks about if we were two Harvard University like graduates yeah. in 2010, yeah. like that, it's like the best line of that entire song. <laughs> that's, I wonder how long that took her to come up with that, because that's, that's excellent. <laughs> it probably seconds. doesn't take long at all, right? Yeah, in her mind, it's probably was probably like 30 seconds. I wouldn't be surprised. That you know, in that recording studio, <laughs> recording session, she was being drinking. Well, yeah, because I'm sure when you're more, like, when you're more relaxed, I'm sure you're more like free to say what you want to say. So I'm sure she was very like, you know, she was having a couple of splashes right in that, and was just like, yeah. Could would you say that I pop my face is like part two? Of bet you're gonna know. I never thought about that. Mm, interesting. Because that was the next thing I was gonna talk about was bet you're gonna know, and at the end, how she says to be continued, and then I want to know what the to be continued is because some people are saying it's the remix with R. Kelly, but I don't believe that. So I thought it was gonna be a whole another song. Yeah, like separate from the album. But maybe it is about my face. Someone needs to ask her. I can't I think now. I'm trying to think. Isn't there another song on the memoirs where she says to be continued? I don't think so. I could almost swear there is. Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying, uh, Candy, how about my face could definitely be the part two, but I feel like if it was, she should have said something in the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Is there any song on the album that you don't like, either of you don't like, or that you skip? Um, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I I'm skip thinking. I Will Know What Love Is, Stand In O, I'll Pop My Face, <laughs> H-A-T-E-U. Sometimes I'll skip Obsessed because it was just out there all the time. So half the album. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe I would say uh, 
inseparable but i love inseparable as well so <gasps> i don't really know <laughs> it's hard because i like every song inseparable is my bop but no actually i don't really skip it maybe the impossible but that's probably <gasps> it <laughs> am i just like killing your absolute faves here you are you <laughs> but are, i don't really skip are. them though so I, i'm just i'm they're, they're probably my least favorites okay a tasteless whore. <laughs> but we never skip more than just friends because that's my favourite. Yeah, that's a good song. That's a bop. One song, though, that I do like, but I don't love, but it's inspired my name. Candy Bling. Just like Ken. Oh, yes, Candy Bling. Just play, play. Huh? She's singing Candy Bling. Oh, I thought she said <laughs> Jay. I was like, what? <laughs> so in speaking of memoirs and all of that, um, we can't talk about memoirs and not mention Angel's Advocate. Um, I was so excited for that entire project, um, for everything that they talked about, Um you know, how, how far there was going to be remixes and there was going to be a disc with urban remixes and a disc with dance remixes. And I was super, super excited about it. Um, and then to know when it got, um, to know when it got shelved, I was very upset because I was so excited to hear it. And I was excited that there was going to be a remix to every song. Um, and it was literally something I've always dreamed of Mariah doing. Like, cause you know, when obviously they release an album, one or two, three, four songs get released. There's remixes. That's it. End of story. But I was excited that every song was going to get a rework. And then it got shelved. How did you guys feel about that? I wasn't around at the time because I wasn't a lamb back then. But I definitely, definitely would have appreciated a whole remix album. And not just dance remixes. I'm glad that there was going to be urban remixes too. Mm-hmm. A bit like the remix album. Which should be updated. How about you, Miss Candy? Well, wasn't there two rumors before about how um, it got shelled because of the album sales of the memoirs? But then there was another um, reason was that the songs just got leaked. Um, I was ecstatic for that album. I was like ready for it because the Gucci Mane remix of Obsessed was just amazing. In fact, we we didn't mention mm-hmm. Angel's Cry remix with Neo. That was a good song too. I didn't love the music video though. That was a good song. Um, But yeah, I was like waiting. I was waiting for the Trey Songs remix. I was waiting for the Jodeci one with The Impossible. And Mariah said that Jodeci did the outro and it sounded amazing. I was waiting for the Mary J. We got that. But I wanted it before. Yeah. Now, wasn't there also the, um, what do you call it? The the Hate You remix, the So So Deaf remix? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I actually remember at school, someone was singing it in the corridor. And because it uses a specific sample that no one would have known about beforehand because I revamped it. And yeah, the people Mm. were singing it. And I was like, yo, like this, this song, this song is out there. And it just needed justice. It needed justice. Like, it needed to have a video. It needed to have everything. 
Oh my god, that whole album. I think you're onto something, Candy. I think it should be hashtag just justice for Angel's Advocate. And I think that whole album needs to be released. For real. It was such a miss. And even the remix album, as far as the dance mixes with the Jump Smokers, um, the fact that, that it wasn't just a bunch of random DJs doing remixes, that she picked one producer in, in you know, for the job. Mm. And they did every almost every song on the album. Yeah, and when I heard the Jump Smokers album, now, I will tell you, I'm going to put this disclaimer out there, that I am not for stealing music or downloading illegal music or anything like that. Um, but a friend of mine at the time knew how much I love, you know, Mariah and how much I love this album and how much I was waiting for the Angels Advocate album to come out and then got shelved. And I guess one day he came across that the Jump Smokers album had been leaked online and he had sent me a, um, an email with the link to it. And of course I needed to hear it. And literally that their remixes completely remade the, it was like a, it was like a different album. I feel like even though it's the same songs, when you hear them, it's like listening to a different album. Um, the way they worked her voice and the way that they worked the remixes and what they put into it made it feel like it was something brand new. And I was no pun intended obsessed, or should I say pun intended? I was obsessed with that album that I even wrote them a letter, an email. And I just basically in the email told them, you know, first of all, I was like, I'm sorry for downloading illegal music. (laughs) And then I went on to tell them like how much I loved, um, the album and like what they did to the songs. And I put little, you know, moments that I really enjoyed and they actually wrote me back and I'll read that email to you guys right now, if you'd like. Um, yes. So when Justin Roman from jump smokers wrote me back, he said, wow, man, words can't even express how much this email means to us for real. We were all so in capital letters disappointed when the album got shelved particularly uh, partially because we worked so hard on it and also because we knew her fans were so excited to hear it. Your email is exactly why we do what we do to make people like you happy. Would you mind if we posted some and or all of this email on our website? Obviously we would never post your email address so nobody would know it's you. I just think it's important for Mariah's fans and fans of this remix album to read your heartfelt email. If not, we totally understand, but regardless of your answer, thank you so much for writing to us. It honestly made pulling all those all-nighters last holiday season completely worth it. And of course, I I got back to them and I was like, you can totally use my email. I'll even write something else for you. What do you want me to do? (laughs) I love them. That's that's an example of someone who generally does it for the music and not for anything else to actually take the time to come back to you and actually say something so heartfelt and thorough rather than just, thanks, man, you know, something like that. Yeah, and I have a theory, and you guys can agree or disagree, but I kind of think that they and Mariah both, or just one of them, leaked it because it wasn't like that made it to a studio yet. Like, they were still working on that. They had finished it. And if you listen, if any of you have listened to the tracks from the Jump Smokers remixes, they're very clear. They're like high quality. They're not like 
Yeah, they're mixed. Leg. Yeah. Yeah, they're so, like, mixed the and mastered properly. Yeah. So I think one of them released it because they were just so upset it didn't get released and they wanted the fans to hear it that they just put it out there. Yeah, I think probably, probably they, you know, they they work so hard on it that they probably yeah, they probably thought, you know what, if one person hears it, then, you know, we've done something right. If one person hears it, the other, everyone else can hear it. You know what I mean? That totally brought me back to the other songs that were released that weren't properly mixed, i.e. Imperfect and Skydiving, two songs which I love <laughs> and, you know, weren't released. Yes. Yeah. I think those are probably would have been bonus tracks on Angel's Advocate. Even the song title, it just would have made sense with the album. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it. I think it fits very well. I wonder why it wasn't. Well, Mariah's always said that the music record company always had something to say about the album. But yeah, you know what? True. You know what? Wait, I do you mean like, like when probably... she's putting it in for like pitching it? Maybe call it. No, like picking what songs, like she doesn't really pick what songs go on. I mean, she picks uh, what songs okay, on them, yeah, but the record yeah. company had the final say. Well, hold on a minute. Isn't like 100%, was that made for the album? Because that would be an inspirational song for the time, surely. I would say no. I think that was just written just for the Olympics. But then again, okay. around that time, she did redo Hero. So you could say Hero was that. And she did it with the X Factor contestants in the UK. Um, yeah, I forgot about that hero re-recording. Re, re yeah, and I remember um, that was actually before, I think it was 2008, but in 2009 when she was back on it for Memoirs, yeah. um, she did Oh, I Know What Love Is. And I remember the next day going into school and people were talking about it. And I remember they were saying, just so stupid, and ignorant, and dumb. They were like, yeah, so that was really good, but the beginning was lit, but the ending was real. The ending was live, but the beginning was lit. And I was thinking, why the fuck would this person lip the easiest part of the song and sing, <laughs> and then sing the hardest part live? That makes no sense. Why race that? Why? Why do that? What, you think why? the first two minutes, she's just bracing herself up for one high note at the end? Are you mad? Yeah, it's a bit of a waste of time. I understand maybe preserving it for the end, but it's like a three-minute song. It's not like she was doing a whole, like, you know, concert set list or something. But that's back in the time where everyone used to watch X Factor, though, when, like, it was, like, the thing on TV. Yes, it was. And her coming on to that was very, very smart. But I do remember, if you just quick flashback to um, the 2008 one, when she did Hero and... Um, I stay in love. Yeah. I don't know if watching this, you saw what I saw, but I saw her eyes were different. Like I saw there was pain there and she was a bit numb emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was going through a very hard time, wasn't she? She was, she was, she was. Yeah. She said she did actually not vocally, but like when she was speaking, she did sound quite fragile. Mm-hmm. I think probably that was probably a lot of work for her to do. And she did the whole um, after X Factor thing, didn't she, as well? She was did. Extra she Factor, really it was called. Yes, yeah. Extra Factor. It was really sweet about that and as well. And I remember um, Alexander Burke talking about Mariah afterwards and other contestants. And was like, Mariah was the only person who smiled and waved at us, waved at us in the corridor. Whereas other celebs don't do that. 
See, that's some that's something that a lot of people would actually probably disagree with. <laughs> As you were saying about hundred percent, maybe maybe because we don't really have that, it could be safer where it is too. Maybe. Yeah, huh? yeah, and things like bring it on home actually. And bring it on home as well. Yeah, hopefully we are saved for rarities too. But speaking of rarities, today is also the anniversary of the rarities. I can't keep up with this woman and her anniversaries, honestly. The amount of anniversary, go figure. <laughs> the amount of anniversaries well, we have in September and October alone is too much. <laughs> she needs to release a summer album. But yeah, anyway, back to the rarities. It's been a whole year since we dropped, since the rarities dropped, and I play the album so much to this day. I don't know about you two, but special recognition, special mention to All I Live For, which is my favourite. I think my probably top favourite of the whole album. And I think Music Box could have done with that to add a bit of flavour into the album. I don't know about you two, but that's why I think. What are you two faves of, of the rarities anyway? I just want to say that I remember the day it came out and having to hunt to get the album because on the release date, I always like to go to HMV and buy the actual album and have it in my hand. Yeah. So I remember getting on the tube and getting on the bus to go to Oxford Street only to find out that the HMV in Oxford Street had closed. So I had to go yeah. all the way to Westford. No, I didn't think I went to Stratford. I think I went to White City. So we had to go all the way to West London to find the album. It was a day and a half. But then when I got home, I put it on the stereo and blasted it and listened to every song. Sat there with the booklet in my hand. And that's how I went through listening to the rarities. A rare find, if you will. Yes, but they had to hunt for yeah. that. I listened to it at midnight when it came out on streaming. Yeah. And I have to say, while I do like the album and enjoy all of the moments on it, um, it's not something I listen to all the time, but maybe I listen to it like once every other week. Um, because while I'm at work, I play Spotify on my computer and my headphones and I listen to it. Um, so I'll bounce around, you know, but to listen to it straight through, probably once every other week. Um, but my favorite, my favorite songs from the album are Do You Think of Me and Everything Fades Away. But yes. those have always been my favorite, like Mariah B-sides. Um, yeah, for a long time. So I can't really say like, oh, they're my favorite from the album because I feel like they've been my favorite forever. But of songs on the album that we had never heard before, um, Here We Go Round Again is probably my favorite. Um, while I do like all the others, before you guys come for me, <laughs> while I do like all the others, like All I Live For and One Night and obviously Out Here On My Own, which we'd never heard before, Cool On You, I think is awesome. Um, Here We Go Round Again is probably my favorite. And I do like Mesmerized. I never really play Mariah albums in full. Do you not? No, I never. I just have my select songs. Like it have to be like a whole thing for me to actually play an album from beginning to end. And rarity is going to be even harder for me to do that because I already knew all the songs, or well, most of the songs anyway. Yeah. So like, what from what 
the 93 year really new. So yeah, I don't really do that. But I do love um, Y Live For and Everything Fades Away. I used to really love Do You Think of Me, but I feel like I only really loved it so much because it was rare for me to listen to. Like I have to actually go on YouTube and search and play it. And then I felt the emotion that way, but because now it's so easy for me to access, I don't listen to it as often. And I kind of want to keep it special in that way because if I keep listening to it, then I'd get over it. Yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah. Mesmerized is my job. Yes, girl. Right back to that video we did a few months ago. Yes, if you haven't fun. seen it, you should go see it. And I'm sorry you missed out on it. I do have something to say about one of the songs on the two of the songs on the album that I'm sure is not going to be well accepted. <laughs> so I think my song that I skip the most is I Pray. Um, same. Yo, I want me to slap you. <laughs> what? Did you guys want me to slap you? Yeah. It's not that it's not a good song, and it's not that I don't like it because I do love me some Mariah. Um, in church. In church, yes. I was gonna say Mariah gospel moment or Mariah, you know, moment like that. Um, it's just for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because when I when I hear it all I can think of is that little boy on Oprah yeah and I think that's, that's what, what happens when you overplay Mariah's stuff that's what happens when you overplay Mariah's stuff sorry guys but you knew that she wrote a song for a kid so you listened to that song over and over again when he was singing it you shouldn't be doing that you should listen to it once and leave it I didn't I did not I think listen I've listened to it four times when I heard it one time when he sang it on Oprah I said okay good for him and I moved it along I yeah. did not <laughs> <laughs> listen to it again I wasn't like oh Mariah wrote this song so I'm gonna listen to this little boy who I have no idea who he is singing yeah. Over again yeah um, I completely agree I was like oh that's a cool thing that she did moving along Oprah um <laughs> but the other thing I have to say and this is where I think people are gonna I don't see now let me say this before I say what I'm gonna say, say. it's a good song and I like it and I listened to it and I love it. And I played it over and over and over again when it came out. But I don't get the Lamb's obsession with slipping away. Oh. I I actually I actually understand that, you know. I, like I get it's a good song and I like I'm surprised. it. But I yeah. don't understand why it was such like a way where they're like, oh my God. Every time she would be like, What song should I sing? Or what should I do? They're like slipping away, slipping away. Like I get it's a good song, but I don't understand the obsession about it. You yeah. know what I'm no, I completely agree. I, I think, think it's mine. Tone. I think it's because of a different R and B tone of Mariah. Like, it, it's long lines of melting away, obviously, because they're very similar. But I, I just think I, it's just like the power behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like it, and I do like the song, but I, I don't overplay it. No, if anything, yeah, I like it, and I won't. If it comes on, I won't skip it, and I'll sing with it. But I'm not going to put it on repeat. Like there are some lambs that are like, oh, I listened to this. And I guess that's true with any song. But as far as her B-sides, I just never understood why that one was yeah. the one up there when you had a song like Everything Fades Away, which I think is like the way her voice sounds with the music. It's so haunting that it's just amazing. I think Famous we got Do You that Think there. Of Me. Yeah. You guys Do You Think Of Me is one of my top three. I would say it was deep because you guys didn't get everything phased away as your bonus track that we did. 
so whenever people talk about Alien Phase Three, I'm like, okay, yeah, I knew this for a long time. Like, just, yeah, so like, did I. I mean, but I think now that it's on the album, it's like it's much more easily accessible, and that's another point. I don't understand why it wasn't available on streaming because it's a it was a Europe bonus track on Music Box. I understand in America because it was never on, never on the end of an album. But why album only was now? Was a bonus track on the Dream Lover single. So you guys still had it then? You guys had it just like you had. The Dream Lover, I'm sorry, it was on the Hero single. But yeah, I think I don't know why it wasn't why it wasn't on streaming for Europe. I mean, you could get it here. Europe. Like, like you could go into like an HMV or something and buy a European version of an album, of any album. Like they sold them, but people didn't do it because like at that time, CDs here were like $20 as it is. But then if you buy yeah. the European version or the Japanese version, it's um, it was like $35 or $40. Like I paid like $45 for my Japanese version of Glitter. So you're talking now 2001 from 94. And there's still around forty dollars to buy. You know what I mean? So nobody was really running. I mean, I'm sure some people were, but the average person wasn't running to buy like the the Mexican version of. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know that you had it on the Hero single, but I I thought at least on streaming we would have had it over here on Music no, Box. I don't think so. I don't think that would have happened. Well, don't, don't we have? Isn't there another album that has a like bonus track? E equals MC squared. We had like heat and stuff before it before MC thirty. That was very true. That is very true. But then again, it's different. It's different um, label. So true. I mean, it might have been label limitations, but yeah. But it's different. I feel like you, like obviously, as you guys know, I mean, you know, from being from living there, um, European countries have always accepted music differently than Americans have. And I feel like that's why artists, not just Mariah, but artists in general always put bonus songs on the European editions because I feel like their European fans appreciate it more and they know that they're I, gonna like it. I don't know. I feel like with um, international lambs, they they do it, they give extra stuff so it can be commercialized easier. Yeah, I believe that's probably the reason. Probably a label thing. They probably feel like, you know, at that time, obviously Mariah was more of a bigger artist in like 93, 94 in the States than she was here. And maybe that was like an incentive to get more sales over here. Because I mm-hmm. believe at the time she wasn't as big. Yeah, it was without you that really got it. Got her. Yeah. But one song that I don't understand on the Verities, and I've said this before, One Night, I don't get it. You know what? When I... When the rarities first come out, I was playing one night nonstop. Now, I don't have the same feel for it as I did a year ago. I don't know why. With the others, it's mostly the same, but with one night, I don't know. Because it was quite common. A lot of people were saying they didn't really like one night. I feel like people loved one night, but I, I, I never got the appeal. Like, I feel like, I don't know what song was written first, but it reminds me of... Lauren Hill's song. Um, no, it reminds me of <clears throat> Doo Wop, that thing. Yeah, that's it. Doo Wop, that thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, it reminds me of that song. So, Mariah's song was actually written first because that came out in 98. So, 
maybe that's uh, an idea. I kind of like that. Maybe, maybe Mistle and Hill heard. I still like it. It, it's the thing about it, I, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's not my favourite, no, no. There is something, say, there's something off about it, I agree with that. I will tell you a definite skip on the album for me, though. Oh, I know what your definite skip is. Is Loverboy. Yeah. Oh, really? Sorry about it. I, I, I enjoy the original version, well, the album version um, yeah. better. Yeah. I think, and it has nothing. Listening... With, has nothing to do with, uh, you know, the way it sounds because you know me. I love a remix or I love a redo of a song. I just, I don't know. It's something about the one on Rarities that I like the beginning, how it begins. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. It, and then I like the original version. Yeah, I feel like with that song because that beat is so catchy that should have been overplayed. And that Mariah should have played with it a bit more of her voice. Can you get what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm sorry to say this, but Out Here on My Own is my skip. My mm. definite skip. I like it, but I don't I don't run to it. I do like the story behind it. I actually sing that in voice class, in fact. <laughs> Got a love of 90s, uh, 80s ballad. There you go. Love an 80s power ballad. <laughs> I feel like I also really, really, really love the Close My Eyes acoustic version on there. But mm -hmm. it makes me want an acoustic album from Mariah. Yeah. I don't agree. I think she, her voice would suit acoustic music. Like, acoustic sounds so well. But that is a release. Like, not as, like, a this is an official, like, not a, it would have to be an official release, but I mean, more along the lines of, I wouldn't want that to be the album. Like, if it was a bonus disc for an album of a bunch of acoustic songs of her older stuff, like, I would like that. But she doesn't have to do, like, a full-on album of it. MC40? Cool. Yeah. MC40. MC40. Can we, can we finish MC30 first, please, before we move on to MC40? You can't even finish MC30 right now, damn it. You can't even finish MC30, let alone that. <laughs> It's been like two years at MC30 and we ain't finished it yet. So can you imagine MC40 and we have to wait five years for it to be completed? No, thank you. Yeah, no, 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 we can wait. <laughs> and I'm older than you guys, so I'll be waiting in the nursing home for all these remixes to come out. It's okay. We'll come and visit you and send it to you and see. You. Thank, yeah. you. thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll bring a boom box and we'll play. We'll play the CD. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. And we'll sneak you in some Black Irish. Because yeah. you'll be the first to get it. But I will tell you, the other favorite part of Rarities for me is the Daydream tour. Oh, yes. Like, I really enjoy those live tracks. We've talked about it before. My favorite is I Don't Want to Cry. Yeah. And Just Be Good to Me. Those are my two favorites from... Anytime you need a friend. I mean... She goes off in that, you know, in oh, the yeah, remix at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even Hero, I mean, I know you both of every lamb isn't, you know, Hero is that song for them. But I think it's so much better in that live form than it was for the for the album version. But yeah, that I I do question why it was tacked on the end of the rarities though. 
Mm-hmm. But I am grateful for it because it, previously I had it downloaded as like a live album. I don't know. I'm not a huge live album person per se. You know, I love them. No, they don't appeal to me at all. I wish you did more of them. I'm all right. I'm all right. I can move a concert, see it, move on. I don't know. Maybe I just prefer the visual part of it. But then whenever I listen to Mariah and her live stuff, I'm just listening to vocals, really. I don't really yeah, get the same as you, what you guys would get when listening to live albums. Like, those are always kind of skips for me. I never listen to them. Like, I'd rather watch it than listen to it. Sometimes I walk down the street and I'm literally subconsciously doing hand movements to, like, these songs. <laughs> And I know that I'm doing them, but I can't stop. Welcome to my world. I bet you do that all the time as well. <laughs> Especially in the car. And I know people see me in that chair. Now, I know she's mentioned this before, but we don't know, obviously, if it's going to happen or not going to happen, or if it was just an idea she had. But she had mentioned rarities, too. So do you guys know, like, I don't know, like, do you have a song in particular that you'd like to see on rarities, too? Definitely. Um, I'd have there for me because it would like I'd finally have it in like a streamable form. Okay. Rather than having to listen to it on my music app. But yeah, how about you? I would want to hear her version of Where Are You Christmas? Oh, yeah. Which she said there is a word that she has it. So put it out, Mariah. (laughs) Maybe we're going to get that this Christmas. I mean, we know nothing, so it's very possible. Dude, we've been, a, we've been waiting a whole year for Christmas. I can't, I can't. At this point, I don't even want Christmas to come. I don't care anymore. <laughs> when Do you know, Christmas comes. I went to in New York to see her. She was, you know how, like, obviously, during songs, she'll talk to the audience. And I even forget what song she sang, but she was talking, and she started talking about how she wrote this song for Christmas and it literally like I wish I could remember what she said because what she was saying it sounded like she was going to start singing where are you Christmas I looked at Ronnie and my face he was like you literally looked like you were about to cry and I was like if she sang that song I would have bawled my eyes out right here like Ah, I was so mad she didn't do it. So I'm hoping that we either get it on Rarities 2 or we get it for Christmas this year. I would love that. Guys, I just realized I should have said this. I should have said this at the start, but we were obviously doing the memoir episode last week. But memoirs was released on the day of the memoir, the, the, the meaning of Mariah Carey. Like, I don't know. I don't know how. Obviously, it was the other way around, but I don't know how, if that was a, if that was on purpose, probably wasn't. But I think that's such a smart, funny move. What do you think? I think it was on purpose. Me too. Do you think it was kind of like an Easter egg kind of thing? Not Easter egg, that's not the word, but like something she was hoping that we were going to find that out. I think, again, I could be wrong, but this is my opinion. I think that maybe she thought that memoirs of an imperfect angel would have been her book 
but obviously wasn't going to name the book after an album that came out, you know, 10 years ago. So she just decided to release it on the same day. I have an idea. I have a theory. So you know how she said memoirs of Perfect Angel were stories of her friends? Maybe we should release the mean of Ryan Carey to be her memoirs. And that's released because this is all about her now. She's like saying, okay, my friends, you know, these are her, their stories. Now it's time for me to release my story. And their stories added to the meaning of Mariah Carey. Yes, they did. They did, that's true. Mariah, girl, we got this all figured out. So if you're listening, we got you. See, told you we should be working for you because we understand you. We got it. We, we are, are. with detectives. And then you've got like Taylor Swift fans who like can think of so many like um, theories and stuff for her. But yeah, we're here, you know, discovering album names and release dates all in our own time. (laughs) Talking about a theory, there's a rumour out saying that Black Box is my new album coming out summer next year, summer or spring next year. I mean, yeah, sure, there's an album coming up, I'm happy, but a black box, really? I doubt it. Black box. Really? Mariah Carey, black box. Hmm. I, I don't well, see do you it. know what a black box is? Well, in the UK, isn't it like a car thing? Um, well, there, well there's, two, there's two variations of that. UK, we've got the black box that um, records, what is it, when you, uh, you drive too fast or whatever. But there's in an in an aircraft, there's a black box which is which is built for if the plane crashes, there's loads of data that could be transcribed. So maybe it could be some sort of like time capsule thing. Okay, cool. I like that she's still going back to her past. <laughs> but I'm good with the future, Mimi. Future. Yeah, I would something I'd like something original. Or maybe like two years now. Maybe like, you know, there's a I'm sure if you guys heard, I mean, maybe it could be, I mean, they're saying black box, maybe it could be black book. Like, you guys know the whole, like, the little saying about a black, somebody's little black book? The diary. Yeah, so maybe that could be, like, maybe it's really called black book. I don't know, black box, huh? Memoirs. (laughs) (laughs) We're still going down this, like, history diary, you know, memoirs. I don't know, like, I can't. It's such a it's such a random thing. Like I can't dissect it and think of what it could be because it's just it's black box. It's like saying, "Oh, my new album's coming out, and I'm calling it Chair." Like there's no, you can't really pull anything from that. Like black box could mean a million things. Black box could mean like an empty box. Black box could mean like what Jack had said with the airplane, like reference that. Which I don't know why we should reference an airplane, but <laughs> black box could mean like. Maybe she's going to write songs. Maybe these songs are about her previous relationships and they're like supposed to be more dark. Like, I don't know. Like, it, there's so many things you could pull from that. That Yeah, I it could reference have... Chick as well. Huh? Could reference Chick as well. Yeah. Maybe she's going to go on a more darker. Maybe it's the Chick album, the whole thing. I, to be honest, I don't want it at this point. I don't want it. I think it's, I think because we haven't heard anything about it for months, I don't think there's much of a desire for it as there was, you know, back in, what was it? When was she on Questlove? Was that like 
that was like January, February. Yeah. yeah. But then we had Maybe. this whole thing with a new We Belong Together remake. remake. But then oh, nothing yeah. even happened. Like, she was like, yeah, you know, everyone was thinking the jab vibe, jazz vibe and, you know, how new music's coming and how it's going to be amazing. And now it's Christmas. And now it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but you guys had to sit through the Me, I, Mariah delay. And all that debacle that happened with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I was living for back then, though. I think I was living for pictures of them kids. I think that's what kind of got me through. And stalking Nick Cannon. <laughs> Which you still do to this day. <laughs> I do not, actually. I don't. I don't. There's too many kids to chase after. I've given up. You're like a social worker. <laughs> there was only two before, and it was easy. Now there's seven. Not doing it. Funny. Okay, I'm getting into the game now. <laughs> oh, this talk about rarities and other stuff has got me thinking. But we never end a Mariah podcast without a game. So I've come up with a game this week. It's been a long time, but I've come up with a game this week to do with the rarities. And I'm hoping hoping these aren't going to be too easy or too hard for you, but it's game time. Okay, so as usual. The first one to say it, be Candy or Diva, wins the point, or who gets to answer. So let's move straight on to it. Okay, so these are questions to do with more the making or the production of each song found from the rarities booklet so if you've got a good memory you might be able to guess some of them but we'll see okay so the first question is what song on the rarities was written with barry matt candy i'll give you go do you think of me no, let me let me elaborate. When I say with Barry Matt, it was for someone else. Diva. Candy. I'm gone. Diva. I pray. No. That would just be smart, actually. Um. Can you hear me? Yes. It was meant for Barbara Streisand. Oh, that's right. Mind you, if you told me that, I wouldn't be able to remember that until I read the booklet. But yeah. So yeah, so one point to Diva. Well, <laughs> okay. I was going to say that's my favourite song, got it? No, one point I, to Candy. I got it. I thought it was Diva. No, it was Candy. Oh, oh yeah, it was. No, 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 sorry, you didn't. You said I pray. Oh. Sorry. Um, yeah, Candy. One point <laughs> to Candy. Give me my points. Give me my points and shit. <laughs> yeah, one point to Candy. Yeah, you did say this was one of your favourite songs. Mm. Don't know why you get it. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. This would test to see if you've read the booklet. What song on the rarities was listed in the vault as I don't know? So that was the name for it before it got given a name. Candy. Candy. One night. Yes. 
Yes, so in the booklet it was listed as I don't know because she didn't have a name for it. Damn it. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know her either. <laughs> okay. Two points to Candy. Okay. This one, I hope, probably won't get, but I'm going to try. Um, who did Mariah write I Pray For? What was the name of the person? So what was the name of that boy? Ah. <laughs> Diva. Go on, Diva. Wasn't his name Bobby something? No. Nope. All right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Eduardo? <laughs> it starts with L, but you're going to start like listing names of L now. <laughs> I can tell you I have no idea. Leon? Seeing as you love it, Candy, would you like to have another go? Leon? Close. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. It was Lena, which I've never heard of the name, but... But before, before he, he was Lena, he was something else, no? Yeah, I don't know the name of that. <laughs> name. Yeah. I don't know the name of that. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Couldn't, couldn't pick her out of a crowd. No, neither could I. <laughs> okay, we've got two more left. So next question is, what song was described, it's not the name, but what song did she describe as so 90s in the Rarities booklet? Candy. Candy. Yeah. Okay, last question, and I only have one more. Uh, you, you two are going to get this in seconds, I know, but I was the first to get it. What does Mariah say at the end of Here We Go Around Again? What was the exact wording she said? Eva. She says, the end of that was kind of iffy. That's it. Diva finally got a point. <laughs> well matter. done to Candy. Well, well done to Candy who got the grand total of three and Diva was one. So, but in true my podcast fashion, Candy, you go home with absolutely nothing. You win absolutely nothing. Thank you. My show's getting quite full. I'm quite happy about this. Oh my god, same. <laughs> oh, I can tell you that was that was fun to come up with. Well done to Candy. <laughs> yes, congratulations, Candy Congrat- Dollar. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, well, everybody, that is the end of another Mariah podcast episode. We had a lot of fun talking about memoirs the rarities and everything in between i mean who knew there were so many anniversaries in september and october so many to count but as usual we love you appreciate you and we enjoy you much thanks guys bye bye you've been listening to the mariah podcast 